Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, I want to talk to you about the importance of having a holistic leavers process or offboarding program. I am your host, Martine Davies, and I'm passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network, your people, past, present, and future, and provide real results in terms of return on investment for your business. How would you rate the effectiveness of your current leavers process? How would you rate this offboarding program from the perspective of how the lever feels and the impression they have of your business as they exit? Maybe a better question is whether you even care. Today we'll dive a little deeper into why a holistic offboarding process or program is an integral part of your talent management and alumni strategies. And let's be honest, for most businesses that have an alumni program, More often than not, the first opportunity employees or leavers have to join your alumni network is as they exit your business. So your exit or offboarding process is the introduction into your alumni program. I am really thrilled that Harvard Business Review recently published a research paper. Turn departing employees into loyal alumni. It's a paper by two associate professors, Alison Dackner of Bowler College at John Carroll University and Erin Mercurius at the University of Akron's College of Business Administration. This paper is the ammunition I've been waiting on for years and years. If you haven't read it, I urge you to do so, especially if you have a role or stake in your business's alumni program or if you work in HR and can share this paper with your colleagues. Why am I so excited about this particular research paper? Well, to start with, there aren't too many research papers on this subject. And secondly, of the research already out there, this particular research report brings it all together. In a nutshell, Alison and Erin's report includes research from more than 125 academic and practitioner articles published between 1980 and 2020 that focused on transitions out of organisations. They bolstered this research up with reviews of company websites, newspaper and magazine articles, and interviews with HR professionals to highlight the importance of offboarding as a vital part of talent management and an opportunity to create long-term value to the business. Today I want to explore in more detail why the offboarding process is of vital importance what areas you should focus on and critique in your leavers process, and how you can use this data and information to inform your exit process and make a difference for your business. First though, let's bring to the fore our current working environment. I've already mentioned in previous podcast episodes that the world of work has changed and is continuing to change. Every year the workforce is getting a little younger And the largest difference across the generations is Generations Y and Z being willing to jump ship and move frequently for new and potentially greener pastures. Did you know in the US the average length of time an employee stays in a job is 4.1 years? This is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And if you take this a step further and looked at this from an age or generation perspective, there are marked differences. 
Recent statistics show the average tenure of workers aged 55 to 64 is 10.1 years. But for workers aged 25 to 34 years old, the average tenure is only 2.8 years. 2.8 years, even 4.1 years. That's substantially different to what it was even a decade ago. With the workforce getting younger, your offboarding programme needs to be slick, efficient and provide a really positive experience. I want to turn our attention to what we can do in the lead up to and during the exit journey to ensure it is positive and provides the business with useful insights and information. In my experience, most talent management strategies focus on one, recruitment and onboarding, two, the employee experience and three, learning and development. The offboarding experience or programme is often the least considered part of the employee life cycle. When I am wearing my alumni management hat, this is often the first process I ask about or explore. What is the process? Do you even have one? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What's the experience? What data are you capturing? Is this the data I need to deliver an alumni programme? Often I find this process has the most pain points for the leader. I do believe businesses have considered offboarding as a process, as a means to an end, within the realm of governance and compliance, i.e. the checks that are made to ensure the leavers return laptops, mobile phones, other material items and so on. More often than not, the human experience of leaving, that emotional, mental and physical experience, has not necessarily been considered. In my experience, and also from points made by Alison and Erin in their research report, when you are considering the offboarding programme, it is worth planning ahead. What I mean by this is introducing the offboarding aspect of the employee life cycle in other stages of the life cycle. For example, if you have an alumni programme, you can position this as a recruitment tool during your recruitment phase. Opportunities exist for your people inside and outside of your business. Demonstrate you care about their success through the fact that you have a vested interest in your people during the time with you and beyond. Your alumni network can be a fantastic marketing asset during this process. Another example is during onboarding. A few years ago, an alumni program or network was just that, a program for former employees. Over the past two to three years, I've been working with businesses to build and create inclusive programmes and networks. Yes, that's right. One network. Just one network for your alumni and your employees. As part of the onboarding programme, you are invited to join the alumni network. And there is great evidence to highlight the importance of the steps so early on. For one, your business is acting on its values, that you care about your people and their success creating opportunities for them inside and outside of your organisation. You're facilitating opportunities for them to build their networks internally and externally, yet within a safe and secure environment. And finally, you can really impact and facilitate the right behaviours. So when your employees do leave your business, they are already engaged with the network, know how any technology works and can continue to draw on and add value to the network. In addition to introducing the offboarding journey early on, what else can you do? 
Let's look at the offboarding in the context of the leaver's perspective. Making the decision to leave an organisation can be difficult, and there are various reasons why an employee has chosen to leave. They may be retiring. They may be leaving because they've seen an opportunity outside your business at a competitor. They may be leaving because they've seen an opportunity at a client, partner or supplier organisation. They may be leaving because they want to do something entirely different, like start their own business or try something new. They may be temporarily leaving, such as taking a sabbatical or going on maternity or paternity leave. They may not come back to you after a sabbatical or maternity leave and will still go through the offboarding journey. Or you may have asked the employee to leave, either through redundancy or worse, having to fire them. What's critical here is that every lever will go through an offboarding journey. Every lever will experience this stage of your employee life cycle. What I'm demonstrating and sharing each of these scenarios is that the reasons an employee leaves your business is a different scenario, a different use case. And therefore, you need to consider what that offboarding program looks like for each use case. Just like an alumni program cannot be one size fits all, neither can your offboarding program. Alison and Erin also consider the fact that one size fits all is not suitable for offboarding programs. They state that not all departing employees will have the same needs, nor the same appetite for engaging with you and your business on their way out. In short then, a structured and considered offboarding program enables you to map a lever's journey through the program and tailor the journey according to the needs and appetite of a lever. For example, A retiree may be more interested on how their pension will be paid, what continuation of medical insurance may be on offer, or what opportunities opportunities are on offer within your business with regards to mentorships. How can they give back? How can they continue to support your employees? Someone leaving to do something totally different, like start their own business, may be looking for connections to other alumni who have followed a similar pathway and have already launched their own business. Or perhaps they're interested in what may be on offer to alumni as an extension of your employee benefits. Someone who is leaving for an opportunity at a competitor may be wanting to know that the door remains open and if an interesting vacancy came up in the future, that they would be welcome to apply and potentially rejoin your business at a different stage of their career. Whichever reason it is for them leaving, Your offboarding program should address those needs. And if tied into a formal alumni program, you are likely to have the infrastructure and program to best support those needs. Here are some examples of what some businesses are doing already, in particular those with formal alumni programs. A top 20 global law firm has an outplacement program. This is a confidential service offered to employees to explore opportunities inside and outside the firm, with specific external opportunities at clients of said firm. A well-known management consulting firm has a formal alumni network with a mature mentoring programme, offering retirees and experienced professionals the opportunity to mentor employees. And this ties in really well with the firm's learning development and career progression strategy. 
One of the big four accountancy firms have a program where alumni can sign up for contract assignments or project-based work, similar to a portfolio career. A couple of the big four accountancy firms have introduced referral recruitment schemes, where alumni are paid for the successful hire of a referred candidate, or a sum of money is donated to a charity of their choice as a thank you for the referral. Both options are viable and both have been designed with the needs of their leavers in mind. A number of other businesses with alumni programmes have extended some of their employee benefits or perks to their alumni network. And finally, opportunities to maintain social connections are one of the most popular benefits for leavers, such as reunion events and department or office events. All of these examples are easier to implement and manage with a structured and formal alumni programme in place and can be easily integrated into the offboarding stage of the employee life cycle. Being clear and articulate on the benefits of staying in touch after they have left the firm is key. Your business's values, culture and opportunities for your people should carry through every stage. Recruitment, onboarding, onboarding to career development, career development to offboarding, offboarding to alumni. So you may even be articulating the benefits of working with you and for you and even after they've left you during your recruitment process. Going back to the research report, Alison and Erin shared some statistics which back up the reasons on why a formal alumni network can help you. On Glassdoor, for example, a company's ratings are an average of 16% higher if they have a formal alumni programme compared to those businesses who don't. A citation of a 2019 report by PeoplePath and Cornell University indicated about a third of corporate alumni maintain connections with previous employers as clients, partners or vendors, and that 15% of new hires come from alumni rehires, so your boomerangs, or referrals. Both of these two examples tie so well into a firm's talent management strategy reduction in cost of hires, and greater positive brand positioning from ex-employees. So finally, let's look at the exit process itself. Your exit process needs to address any compliance policies. I get that. Earlier, I mentioned that the process will need to include mandatory actions, such as handing back of your laptop, mobile phone, staff pass, and so forth. There are obviously other elements that form part of this process too such as logging your resignation on the HR system, participating in an exit interview. And in addition, there will be actions from the HR side of the business that your employees will expect too, such as confirmation of what holiday allowance they have left and whether they can take this as additional pay or do they need to take this before their leaving date. Confirmation of their leaving date based on their contractual information such as their notice period details about their pensions plan, perhaps it's a car allowance, and so forth. All of these aspects need to and will already be part of your exit process in one way, shape or form. The questions I would be asking is, one, are we getting all the information we need to process the resignation? Two, what does it look like? What does it feel like to go through this exit process? Is it easy? Could we make it easier? What's the user experience throughout this stage? 
And three, in addition to the process aspects, where's the human element? Do we have scope to be agile and flexible? Does the HR manager or the leavers manager have room to negotiate or offer additional support or be flexible on things like leave dates, holidays and, the, and so on? In my experience, offboarding or exit processes are generally designed with the compliance or regulatory aspects in mind. And because of this, the lever doesn't experience your business in its best light. Your company culture and values are not extended to this aspect of the employee life cycle. I do understand why this may not be a priority or focal point for investment or effort. And again, I'm going to come back to the report by Alison and Erin, specifically information on the peak end rule, which the behavioural scientist and Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman has documented. The peak end rule basically holds that an individual will judge an experience largely by how they felt at its peak or most intense point and at its end, rather than thinking about the sum total of the experience. So what does this mean for you? An employee leaving your business may have had a great experience overall, but may pay more attention to how your business manages their exit as opposed to any other aspect of their employee journey with you. It's also their last memories of their time at your firm. So after they leave, it's these moments, these memories, that impact on how they talk about your business, positively or negatively. So all in all, your offboarding programme is critical to your talent management and alumni strategies. You should consider the point at which you introduce your offboarding programme and in my mind, as an alumni program advocate, I would say that this should be marketed during the recruitment process and properly introduced to new hires during the induction program. You should also be thinking about the individual use cases, knowing your levers and tailoring the program to their needs and appetite for engagement. And finally, focus on the process itself. The nuts and bolts, both from the process, including data capture, mandatory information you need to collect and all the employee needs to give back through to the experience itself the human experience how can you make a compliance heavy process into one that is easy and simple to follow these are just some of the thoughts and ideas that came to mind as i was reading alison and erin's research report in the harvard business review and hopefully gives you some food for thought to reiterate what I said at the beginning, if you haven't read their research report, I thoroughly recommend you do. Just Google HBR and turn departing employees into loyal alumni. Finally, I leave you with some questions to ponder. Why does the offboarding process matter in my business? What does our offboarding program currently look like? How do we offboard people? What experience are we delivering during our offboarding program? Does this experience align with our company's values? How might we rate our current process out of 10 for process efficiency, value and insights gained and the experience for our levers? If we want to get a higher rating, what could we do differently that would A, impact efficiency, effectiveness and value and B, impact the experience for our people? 
Thanks so much for joining me this week on Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand, both as audio files and transcripts. Alternatively, why not subscribe to the show? I am live every Tuesday. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks.